0: Oh, I miss talking to you too, Mike, even though we still talk to each other every day.
1: Right. But I also miss talking to everybody out there um, who has been faithfully waiting for the latest See Other Side <laughs> podcast since the last time we yes. put up a new episode proper was February of 2020. Oh my goodness. And if you
0: still are subscribed to our feed, thank you. And thank you for, for being so patient
1: and waiting it out because... We're back. Yes. It has been a while. We kind of wanted to catch up with uh, what we've been doing uh, for the past year and a half. We haven't just been resting on our obviously well-earned laurels.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's funny because, you know, it's 2021, well, the end of 2021, and it's almost like like something happened
1: last year, or I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and we're doing uh, our best to forget whatever happened uh, last year. Um, But just because we were at home for a lot of it doesn't mean uh, that we just sat around. So it's been a while since we actually did an audio podcast, but we wanted to keep busy with a whole bunch of other stuff uh, going on. And so... Yeah,
0: we did pivot a bit during the... uh, (laughs) Right. What was it? The great pause? The great reset. Yeah, the great reset. That's right. But Mike, just in case somebody new might have just happened upon this episode... Yeah, We should probably introduce ourselves quickly.
1: Okay, Do a little reintroduction, maybe? Yes. So I'm Mike, and I'm the singer and the bass player and acoustic guitar performer in a band called go. Sunspot. Um, and we like to sing about weird and interesting and paranormal themes. And uh, also, I have a company called American Ghost Walks, where we explore those paranormal themes in different locations in six different States. And, and so it kind of combines those two things. I love haunted history or weird stories and paranormal and rock and roll music. And so see another side is the way that we can delve into those topics as well as, um, get some inspiration for our music.
0: Yeah. And I'm Wendy. I'm also in the band sunspot and, I guess I'm along for the adventure, <laughs> but yeah. In, in addition to the paranormal discussions that we have here, we we use those discussions. We get inspired by them, and we channel that inspiration into music, songwriting. So the band has a lot of songs that have grown out of discussions we've had here and experiences we've had throughout the travel that we've done, um, travel that we've just done with the band that happened to have paranormal encounters. All yeah. that kind of fun stuff. So here at CU on the other side is where we take that all. We package it up into a nice bundle and we put a right. bow on it and we put the dear listener's
1: name on the tag. And that's you. That's you. <laughs> that's right. So this is, that's right. It's a Christian present. Um, and so, right. And so if you guys want to check out episode zero, we have, uh, 200-some episodes. We have episode 294 is where we kind of took a break on the See The Other Side podcast feed. And so, uh, yeah, there's 295 different episodes to listen to if you're interested in learning more about our adventures from 2014 uh, to early 2020. Yeah. And so early 2020, we were getting all excited about going to uh, South by Southwest for the um, like 15th year in a row we would have gone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden south by southwest was canceled.
0: Yeah, and it was well we were scheduled actually to leave on Friday the 13th
1: of March. Right, we perfect, we
0: perfect. So that was exciting for us cuz you know, what better day to kick off a tour than Friday the 13th. Um and we were, you know, as usual, we'll have like the main event which is our performance during the South by Southwest festival and then we'll schedule our tour and plan events around that. Um so you know, we we had been booking shows and stops on the way down there to explore things. And we were pretty, pretty pumped about it and really looking forward to it because this year we had a special event that we were working on with uh, another podcast, the Night Owl podcast. The Night Owl, yeah. Based out of Austin. So we were going to do a whole paranormal, like we were going to have the paranormal corner of South by Southwest. Right.
1: We were going to do a whole thing for it. And then to have that blow up sucked because we put a lot of time into it.
0: Yeah. And it would have been, it would have been really exciting to get to meet more people from the paranormal world down there during that time when we're there to Mm -hmm. perform music and do other things. But when we found out that South by Southwest was canceled, you know, we had to decide what do we do? Because you know, everything, when everything went down, Mike, remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody knew what was going on. People were being told to not come to work, to not go out in public, to like sanitize your groceries after you picked them up from the store, everything, everything was weird and different. And, um, after the festival canceled, I just want to say that there were a lot of people in Austin that were still trying to accommodate us, you know, with oh yeah, knowing that we had a plan to go down there. And I just want to thank the people that tried to, you know, they, they were still like, hey, if you guys want to play, you're still planning on coming down, we'll have you and stuff. So right. obviously that did not end up happening, but it was no. cool that people were, you know, so flexible and trying hard for us. So we'll we'll have to make that paranormal thing happen, though. Yes, in no, we, we will
1: We will sometime at, at a future, we'll have a, a big Austin party uh, sometime in the future. But, the, you know, the thing is, it's like, it's funny when you go back and remember what it was like, because we even had a coronavirus episode, like, you know, in January. <laughs> That's right. And we're like, ah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I mean, we were just following like whatever the yeah. World Health Organization was spewing. Right. Until we found out the World Health Organization was in it. Like, all the things that (laughs) we said at the time, like, (laughs) I I take it back. That podcast needs to be redacted. But the thing is, like, that's kind of what this has been like. It's it's a brand
0: new thing that nobody fully understands, and we're just learning as we go. And it's like we've been through it, and we know a lot more now than two years ago, obviously. But uh, who knows what we don't know that we still have yet to learn, so. <laughs> right,
1: right, we're learning as it comes. You know, you find yeah. out the whole, you know, as things, we're like, no, it wasn't made by the Umbrella Corporation, blah, 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 the whole thing. It's, yes, it's just, a, it's, it's just a, um, a coincidence that the, you know, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, like, it's not the whole thing. It's, it's really, it's not going to turn out to be Resident Evil. And guess what? It turned out to be Resident Evil. <laughs> and here we are, though. Um, at least the zombies haven't showed up yet. Yeah, and that's what's coming. That's what's but coming. But we're fortified in, in case they do.
0: <laughs> we're fortified because we all <laughs> built our little quarantine cabins like during the lockdown. Right. So right. Yeah, just, you've got just, your zombie stick, don't you,
1: Mike? I got. Oh, I got a bunch of zombie stuff. Plus, I have enough toilet paper to last me until the next presidential. <laughs> oh, <election. gasps> you hoarded. Ah, oh, please. I was. We um we get Amazon subscribe and save or whatever. So don't blame me if. <laughs> Jeff Bezos sent me your toilet paper.
0: No, but I did. There were, some, there were some very dangerously dire straits at the beginning of the pandemic when the shelves were cleared and like...
1: Yeah, I had to use, I had to use books I didn't yes. like. I'd be like, okay, which book do I never care if I read again? Or if it, like I disagreed with the author philosophically. I'm like, no, I know what to do with them. Oh,
0: man, those pages are scratchy, though.
1: But definitely not two-ply. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and so it, since we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, like we, the school was canceled, we all stuck at home, they told us not to leave, the whole thing. So we decided that we would pivot to video and, uh, you know, we not, didn't just, um, and, and how we would operate if, even though we were only a few miles away from each other, how we're going to continue to create even if we couldn't all be in the same room.
0: Right. And that includes our other bandmate Ben who's uh our primary guitar player in the band. So we had to, you know, sunspot we've been rehearsing weekly for pretty much well our entire career. Right. And so all of a sudden it was like, oh, we can't we're not supposed to, you know, it's dangerous to go out there. So <laughs> instead of having that weekly time where we jam together and, you know, practice our songs. It was like, okay, what are we going to do? We have to keep the, the, the creative flow going here.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, we, did, and we did that in a couple of ways. Number one, we didn't want to keep, we didn't want to lose um, what we had going on with the podcast and we didn't want to lose what we had going on with um, music. Uh, so then we just started putting on Thursday nights. We would have our thirsty Thursdays where we get together and we would, have to make, we would make at least one video the week before a performance of us playing a song live, all of us individually from home, put it together into a video format, and then play it out for everybody. And then we would play that during a live stream and interact with people back and forth. And I, most of the time, I just drank too much whiskey um, and you know talked to people on Facebook.
0: But yeah, and those were the there were videos of some of them were so, like songs that we already had and we just made a different arrangement of it. Or um, then we, of course, wrote a bunch of new songs as well. But it was really, I got to say, that's some of the weirdest, like, (laughs) collaborative effort that we've done. Because just, you know, everybody creating their own parts separately. And it's like, we're sort of playing together because we're in each other's headphones. But I don't know, Mike, how did you find that experience?
1: Like, just performing uh, for the camera alone? I thought it was stupid. Um, (laughs) Just, well, that's, I mean, the purpose, uh, I mean... The purpose of, I think, rock and roll music is you play it together. It's, 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 diff- it's different than electronic music, which electronic music never exists as a sound wave made from something. You know, it's like it's digital. And then all of a sudden it comes out of the um, when it when it comes out of the computer or, you know, it comes out. Of, then it exists as a sound. Well, but
0: it exists. It's, it's fully in the computer, like start to finish is what you're saying. Right.
1: So it, it doesn't it doesn't exist like in the air. Like a string playing. Yeah, the, like the music that we play normally exists in the air. So you hear a drum, like you, when you hear the snare drum hit, you hear it because Wendy's hitting something in real life. Mm-hmm. I hit a guitar string. Yes, it's got to come through an amplifier, um, but it's, not, it, it's still the sound is created... On the guitar and then it might be changed as it as it comes through and then comes to the air into your ear and that's how we're used to even when we're in the studio Wendy and I play together to make sure that we match up with the rhythm and and things like that and so even when we're in a big studio and creating something we're still playing together and that's kind of what we lost uh, when you when you're doing something piece by piece, it, it's fun and you can make it perfect and you can do all those kind of things because you can play with it. And we did have a great time and worked really hard making those videos. But um, the why I joked around as stupid. It just it it the essence of the kind of music that we play is meant to be. We're all together in a room. It's coming at you, and that's the most fun way to in you know enjoy it. Yeah, that's a purest form. <laughs> Right. It's like, I don't know, it's like the the difference between good coffee and and mediocre coffee. I mean, probably is the best way to describe it. Good coffee is when we're in the room together playing, and mediocre coffee is when we're doing it through headphones.
0: Well, I agree. It's not even close to the same thing. So, you know, when we were doing it, it was like we had to... I personally took the philosophy of just trying to create something fun for people, because when we shared them at the Thirsty Thursdays, people really seemed to enjoy them, and we had a nice, positive feedback. So I just thought, like... OK, it, it lacks the energy and the fun of being obviously on stage with my bandmates, with a crowd that's, you know, feeding energy to us and vice versa. But instead, it's uh, OK, we're creating something very <laughs> unique and um, it, it, one of a kind, one of a kind of weird performances.
1: That's all I can say is just weird. So it was it was a learning experience. Yes. And, and, you know, and you guys can check all those out on our YouTube channel, <laughs> uh, which links right from sunspotmusic.com. Uh, and, and, and the, we, I mean, we did, we made 50 just on music videos alone. We made 50 of them in the time frame, And at the same time on up, right up until the end of last year, we, every Tuesday, we were doing a paranormal discussion on paranormal Tuesday. So we, we were keeping that going as well so that uh, we could keep talking to people. And it started out like, With Wendy, I just doing like another Thursday, Thursday and Tuesday or whatever. But then we started bringing people in for conversations, and so we started interviewing people on Tuesday nights um, and picking topics, and that became like something we would do because we couldn't get together in real life, and so, so that, that. Kind of the podcast kind of moved to that for a while. So uh, that's another thing you can see on the Other Side Podcast, our, our YouTube channel. And you can find that at OtherSidePodcast.com. And then I'll have a link to the YouTube channel. And then it has a link to all the videos we made. So in addition, if you go to the Sunspot channel, you can see all the music we made. And we wrote some new songs and all things. And I'm proud of those. It's just, you know, it's, it, it is a product of its time. And it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and it kept us, it really kept us busy. Uh, and excited and, and distracted from the madness of the world around us. That's
0: true. We all kind of created our little improved home studios. And I think, Mike, I think we all got a little better at home recording as well, like throughout the year, you know, we had a lot of yeah. practice and we, we learned a lot, like as we were going along. So I feel like that was something good to come out of it. If, that, if, there, <laughs> if it's possible to find something good, there's something there.
1: No, I mean, I, I think we did. I think we found the best of the situation. And since we couldn't play, you know, in public the way rock and roll is meant to be done, like in front of people and the whole thing, it was uh, a good way to still have a live experience, have some kind of untethered experience because we didn't know what was going to happen when you're, you know, into the thirsty Thursdays. The conversations got, uh, you know, a little wild every once in a while. Oh yeah, our polls, um, our polls were pretty popular, <laughs> having people right. vote on. And, and so we, we tr- really tried to create a new way of hanging out with everybody. So the So You know, this podcast is, is a certain way or was a certain way for a long time of one-way communication. And so we moved it to two-way communication during the pandemic. And we had a, a good crowd of people we'd see every week um, to share that with. And so, you know, we're hoping to bring some of that into our next journey uh, in podcasting and, and stuff like that. So, you know... And, it was funny because we saw each other at the beginning of March in 2020, and then we didn't see each other again until May 30th. So that was the longest we'd gone without practicing, first of all, uh, actually being in the same room together. That'd be the, that'd be the longest we'd gone on it since 19, uh, 1996, since, since June of, you know, probably earlier than that, since probably... Um, you know, June of 1996 was the longest <laughs> we'd gone of Ben, Wendy, and I not being in the same room. And, uh, and, then, and then at the point, they started to do social distancing. So we recorded an entire set uh, having to be six feet apart from each other or whatever. That I mean, whatever weird. the rules were. Because <laughs> there really were rules that we had to be six feet apart from each other. And then we're putting ourselves on video so like we don't want to we don't be breaking the rules that like we're recording ourselves we don't be breaking like some Dane County Wisconsin laws
0: yeah and whatever. that was that was when we did the the seven at seven right
1: yeah we did seven songs
0: live performance so that was a sponsored by the of venue in Wisconsin Dells the Crystal Grand Theater and they were they were helping out which I thought was really cool I mean since they couldn't have shows anymore they were promoting other bands by having them do performances online and they would share the concert with their whole social media and everything, which is a nice way to kind of give something, (laughs) help out a little bit with the bands that are not playing
1: live. Yeah. And the thing, what's funny is, is so instead of just doing like, we could just set up a camera and have us play live and have it be it. Of course, we weren't going to do that. We had to make it as difficult as possible. So we set up three cameras, we recorded it. um, we We set up cameras ourselves, put them on, recorded it ourselves, and then I came home and edited it. Uh, you know, so we started in the morning, and then the show went on at 7 p.m., and the editing was finished at 6.58. It's kind of how close it came. So we decided to go for it and put on a three-camera production, just like we'd be in a t- TV studio um, for our first, you know, first get-back-together. Because, number one, I didn't want it to be, I just didn't want it to be like, okay, let's turn on the camera. It's a regular kind of live stream. We're in the same room. Like, it was really great that we went for something really hard if it's going to be our first time back.
0: Well, it was like having camera, three cameras, except that there were no camera operators. So it was us running, sprinting between cameras to make sure they were <laughs> right. still running throughout the performance. And um, anyway, that was fun. It was fun. We had some nice uh, feedback and just knowing that people were watching live and everything was cool. Um, And we did another performance live during the, like, quarantine part of the pandemic for a website called Storytown Sessions. And they were also featuring rock bands at their – they have this giant barn where they host – they have a big stage and everything. And so that was cool because we actually, like, we didn't record it ourselves. They actually broadcast it live, and we were actually playing live through a full sound system. So it was the full rock band. It wasn't just, you know, like an acoustic version, which is – Right. when we recorded ourselves, which is what we did. But that was like the first full band loud rock concert that we had done since before. Well, I guess since we played at McAuliffe's in February of 2020, so.
1: Right, we played February 28th, 2020. And then uh, that was the last time we actually played electric until uh, in August. In August, we did that thing. That was cool because it was like an arena sound system in a guy's <laughs> barn.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. And, and um, it, it was also like socially distanced so everybody had the masks on and everybody was keeping their distance but it still had like a tinge of that that live concert feel there were a few people in the audience the crew, just the crew and everything but even that small amount of audience energy and then seeing the live feed streaming we could see people's comments and stuff so that was that was a nice little treat
1: yeah, and, and so, and then we finally had a, um, an actual show where we played in front of a crowd on Halloween of 2020. And Wendy and I did an acoustic show um, here in Madison at, at the Ulbricht Garden. And um, it was a beautiful Halloween night being out. It was like 55 degrees or something like that oh, yeah. for October 31st. That is a great night. It was perfect. Uh, so it was, I mean, really, it was full moon and everything. As, yeah, and then live performances. Um, that was, you know, that was about it that, you know, in some places it came back earlier rather than later, uh, obviously outdoor stuff, but then, I mean, everybody's got their own comfort level. Everybody's got whatever they read and think and all that kind of stuff. And so when you're trying to maneuver between everybody's beliefs, fears, worries, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, you just, you, you end up just trying to navigate a whole bunch of different things so you can still create and have a band. Um, even when, you know, some people, and then some people still aren't, you know, we've had festivals now and things like that. And, and, and I I think everybody will come back to their own, you know, people will come back at their own rate and you're just not gonna, um, you you know, you can't force somebody to do anything. Uh, you gotta be like, when you're comfortable, let's party kind of, kind of deal. But yeah, so the live performances, and then we still had fun with our Patreons and things like that. And so, if you're a Patreon and you're listening to this, uh, you know we yes. love you deep, deeply. And oh my grossly. gosh, thank you! <laughs>
0: I think the Patreons were key to our getting through this without being severely damaged. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, it was truly like getting to communicate and hang out with and have still have that interaction with people um, throughout the entire time was was I thought it was. Uh, that's, that was just huge. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And really, I mean, I don't think you learn the value of that community until, um, you know, because we're so used to, I mean, we're evolved to have communities where we see each other in person. We're evolved to have community. That's, that's the human thing. Like looking at someone and, you know, we we make jokes about zoom meetings that they're really like more like a seance because you're always asking, can you hear me? (laughs) Are you there? You know, it's like trying to talk to the dead. Um, but it's a it, human interaction. It's looking at a person face to face and not without a and without a mask or something like that. So you can see the the way their mouth moves the way it's, it's funny. There are people, okay, so in, in Madison, Wisconsin here, we still have to wear masks when we go to the gym and I will see people outside the gym and I can't, I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, Hey Mike, how you doing? And I'm like, Hey dude dude. (laughs) So, I mean, we're just, we're just made for that kind of thing. And so, but, but the set, I mean, the online communities, um, which I think I took for granted before not being able to see people and stuff like that. Really, I found a a powerful way uh, and really helpful way of getting through. So you, you can see how they can be, um, something really, really valuable. And, um, I don't think I'll take them for granted again.
0: No, and never. And the thing is that like we were all going through this crazy, weird, in many ways, horrible thing together <laughs> and just, you know, having that group to chat with and to like, I felt like we really got to know people a lot better yeah. than we have in the past because we were all kind of sharing our concerns and, you know, the weird things that were happening in all of our lives, like during this time. So, so yeah. <laughs> right. So thank you, Patreon members and and the friends who stuck with us.
1: Right. Okay. So in addition to that, I mean, there were some things that were fun, like the online Paracon. There was uh, the Unity in Minnesota, uh, based in Minnesota, but they had people all over the country attend. And then um, we did some videos. Since we were supposed to play at that Paracon, we ended up doing some videos uh, from some haunted locations in Madison. Were we able to record some songs and things uh, from like you know Resurrection Cemetery here in Madison or a semi- uh, Sanatorium Hill? You no, know, it wasn't Resurrection Cemetery. It was Forest Home. I'm sorry, because Resurrection is the Catholic cemetery on the other side. Right. Uh, but for- Forest very Home is very close has to go- for- Right. It's really like the other side of the street. Uh, Resurrection Cemetery is where Chris Farley is buried. Uh, mm-hmm. Forest Home is has the northernmost um, Confederate cemetery in the United States. Because where the Badgers play, Camp Randall, ended up being a POW camp, prisoner of war camp in the Civil War. But unfortunately, the people at Camp Randall didn't do a very good job about being a prisoner of war camp. Dysentery went through the camp, just like Oregon Trail or whatever. And... um a ton of people died, and then everybody had to be moved to a different prisoner of war camp because they would, couldn't handle it at Camp Randall. Maybe Camp Randall should be the next place we play, next haunted location. Camp Randall is a haunted location. It, it definitely is there and, because all the Confederate soldiers that died there. There's a reason. I mean, people ask, why would you see Confederate soldier ghosts at Camp Randall, people who don't know the history? They're like, that seems ridiculous. Wisconsin, there was never a battle in the Civil War. Well, it's because um, a, whole bunch of, a whole bunch of Confederate soldiers did die there. Um, so that, that, that kind of thing. Anyway, so that was a fun thing and it was fun to go to these different places and play acoustic and like, normally we would just be playing in a convention hall, right? We were supposed to, you know, like the Duluth Convention Center. And then the week after that, we did an online paracon from Milwaukee and we're able to do a lot of really fun, uh, things for that. That all that stuff is available online. That's on the YouTube. That's American Ghost Walks YouTube. You can find all of those, all of the presentations from the Milwaukee Paracon, including our Sunspot presentation and um, stuff where we tell, you know, ghost stories about Milwaukee and uh, cool uh, different people like uh, MJ Benias uh, from uh, Mysteries Decoded. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then also, uh, you know, got to interview John Tenney and talk to him about his, all the weirdness that he finds, and he finds the weirdest <laughs> shit you can find. Right. Um, and it's always great. So uh, that's kind of stuff. And, and so, okay, we're still stuck at home. You can't have a group of 200 people together or something like that. We're finding ways where we can still connect people and talk about the paranormal and have it be interactive. And it was fun. It has been fun. And it's a more fun like that. Uh, the Sage Paracons uh, with MJ and, and Carl and yes. uh, they their Sage tribe, um, we've done three of those so far. The happy hours were, were the sunspot uh, happy hours. Right. <laughs> those were blasts. We, we, we show up for the happy hour and crash the party,
0: uh, oh, usually
1: Literally. Usually and literally. they kept
0: inviting us back too, so that's the really curious part.
1: <laughs> right. You know, I just no, I think they I think everybody <laughs> likes everybody likes to rubber neck around a car crash. And so that's what they <laughs> oh, are hoping no. to see. And usually Man. usually I end up providing that. Um but some other things were really great. I mean, back when I mean COVID was kind of letting up or Wisconsin, they were loosening up some restrictions and things. Last September we did a video for I Don't Wanna Be a Ghost, uh, which we originally wrote. Uh, for the sea Other side podcast and then we uh follow, you know we did a investigation at a place called at a haunted Ma- mansion at a haunted mansion and so um uh th- that we you know like so we we put that kind of stuff up and that was fun to be together and then kind of you know we were just in the beginning of the year we were just trying to, trying to figure out what was going on and then <laughs> yeah. uh like shows started happening again by memorial day yeah we were able to have performances and stuff, and, and you were able to like give people hugs without everybody looking at each other. <laughs> that was so
0: weird that weekend.
1: Because <laughs> everybody's just like... Because it really was, at least in Madison, the area we were from, live music had returned. I mean, I know in other places around the country, um, it, especially when it was warm in the winter and stuff like that, everything seemed back to normal, and that's awesome. Uh, but not here or where we are. And <laughs> so that was really the first weekend where You'd look at somebody, and then instead of like doing like that elbow, remember that elbow bump people would do? Like, yeah. hey, how you doing, buddy? And they give, <laughs> and they're still they're doing that now, yeah. But at the time, we thought we could hug again, you know, and have you he- basic human interaction. <laughs> and so, that was like the first time you see people, and then you kind of put your arms out and see where they were. And if they responded with an elbow, they're not your friend, no. I mean, they just, <laughs> no, that was just the level of comfort they were at. Oh right? my gosh, but. I would say like 98% of the people were just excited to be back uh, yeah. with other humans and, and have that feeling, that communal experience in a rock and roll show.
0: Absolutely, for sure. And so that,
1: that felt great. And so Wendy and I did like like f- three performances, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. we played every day that weekend. We let her rip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the floodgates were open and the, yes. the music was back and it was it was a right. really, really, so- really s- exceptional feeling.
1: And, and so, I mean, gets open so much that Make Music Day on June twenty first on the summer solstice, we played five shows at different yeah. parts of Madison. We bounced around town. They were all outdoors and things like that, so that was fun. But we, you know, we really that that's when it felt like okay, things are you know getting back to normal, and that was the point where the mask mandate in Madison stuff ended for the first time. And so then you were feeling like okay, here we are, guys. We came out the other side. We we said we see on the other side, and here we are. Um, <laughs> And then we got to see people, you know, conventions came back to last summer. Yes, live in person conventions. So we got to meet a lot of people in Duluth, Minnesota, We you know, perform and played at the, the VIP uh, party, as well as um, to, the, you know, a show in the convention center. And then we got to hang out with some of our awesome Patreons. Oh, uh,
0: that was the best part.
1: <laughs> the Minnesotons. And so that was wonderful. Uh, and then a couple weeks later, we went up to... Or went down to, uh, um, what's his Ventured what's south to Alton. Alton, Illinois, right? I keep it by St. Louis because you tell people Alton. They're not going to be like, oh, I remember right. that town from 19th century, <laughs> you know, um, Mississippi River stories. But Alton is a, a cute little town right next to uh, St. Louis and has some, you know, really cool paranormal stuff. And uh, Troy Taylor and his Haunted America convention. And, and uh, Troy's had us perform there, I think, the last five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a really fun. We played in the, you know, atrium of the hotel and stuff when mm-hmm. people were having lunch and got to see a lot of familiar faces and that just felt good to be back there. Always. Yeah.
1: And, and so then it really did feel like when we get into August, it really did feel like live music came back. We did a we did a show with Everclear uh in Madison. Um that was a lot of fun. And then uh the week later we went up to Michigan for the Michigan Paracon and we played our full band both nights. Um yeah, bar. that was great too. And so it was, it was seeing a lot of people you hadn't seen in a couple of years. And uh at you know, a casino. And all, at a <laughs> casino, right. At the casino. Uh right. And the thing is the casino had different, like even had unexpected COVID regulations and stuff, because they had deep cleaning at three o'clock in the yeah. morning. And that's when I start gambling.
0: Right. Especially when you're playing all night. Like the band finishes, you know, you put things
1: away and then it's like, all right, let's go hit the machines. I got a full thing of cash. I'm ready to go, and they're like, "You got to go. You got to get out of here." I'm like, "What are you talking about? How
0: are we supposed to get gas for the ride
1: home? Come on!" <laughs> right. We're gonna have to thumb our way home unless you <laughs> let me gamble here. Right. That was fun. And then a couple weeks later, Summerfest in Milwaukee happened. Uh, and it happened in September, which is funny, right? Because Summerfest. <laughs> um it should be in end of june early july is how it's been since like 1970 when they had their first one yeah george and george carlin got arrested for doing the seven words you can't say (laughs) on television (laughs) but you know it's like the 50th anniversary of Summerfest, to 51st and last year they didn't have it and so once again we got to perform with everclear and open up for them that was one of my favorite shows of the
0: year yeah
1: it was really a great time. And so it was nice to see people and humans and have that kind of interaction and, and like a rock and roll show and everybody next to each other and talking and, and things. And um, that was great. And then a couple weeks after that, Milwaukee Paracon in person. And so we're seeing people once again in Milwaukee, human beings talking. I did a talk on something called Haunchyville, and that's one of our episodes. Yeah, uh, If you go back, you can talk about Haunchyville because I've been out to where the miniature murders are in Muskego. So... It was a lot of fun to talk about that. And then that night, we even did an investigation uh, at the Brumder Mansion from Milwaukee for the thing called the World's Largest Ghost Hunt. Yeah. We tried to summon some ghosts with some music.
0: And it was that Brumder Mansion is something else. I had never been there before. I know you have, Mike, but uh, I was really impressed by the place. And the owners had some pretty interesting ghost stories to share with us.
1: Yeah, I bet we'll do a see you on the other side from there at some point. We'll get back to the Bumder Mansion and uh, oh, be do something fun. again. Mm-hmm. And so that was me and my sister Allison and uh, Wendy's husband Scott. And so it was, since we're all ghosties, um, we went for it. And you know, I did about three hour investigation. And Allison hypnotized me, and Wendy That's had right. the uh, and Wendy was doing the um, the, the dowsing rods. rods. The dowsing rods were working, and she was freaking out. And it, it did freak me out. <laughs> And, you know, and then we did a, a long Estes Method session. That's right. Yeah. We we did all kinds of things that night. Yeah. And, and so, and and that was, the Estes Method is, we really worked on that session at the Maxwell Mansion. And uh, interestingly enough, now I didn't, I haven't gotten good video evidence of this, but we, we have a lot of it recorded, but we were getting some fairly some fairly amazing responses on the Estes method session. Yeah. Not not necessarily from ghosts or whatever. Not necessarily from an entity. But when but you Which is interesting. Yeah. So you so you take the Estes method and that basically is it was developed by uh Carl Pfeiffer and Connor um uh, Randall when they were at the Stanley Hotel and they were like the house uh, ghost hunters at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. And so that's where you're listening through a ghost box, which is uh, a ghost box is a um, it's like a modified radio that just scans through the channels and you can set how it scans the channels fast, slow kind of thing. And the idea is that somehow messages can come through the static. And so you're listening to it, and the Estes method is only one person is listening to the ghost box. Everybody else is out of earshot, or you, you can't hear them. You're asking questions out loud, and the person is just saying what they hear uh, through the ghost box. So that method, it takes away the everybody listening to it at the same time and, and seeing how it can be interpreted. It's one person's interpretation, and it's other people asking questions, and the person who's listening to the ghost box can't hear the questions. So when answers come back to questions they can't hear, that's when you start really getting uh, interesting things. And that was one of the things we did uh, at the Brumder Mansion. That's one of the things my uh, sister did with our friend Max uh, who at the Maxwell Mansion. And they were getting some crazy—they were in de- separate levels. And um, on, in the separate level, they were hearing him say answers to the questions they were asking in a different room. And while that may not be the entity uh, communicating with anybody, that's certainly implying that through the use of, and we talked about the Gansfeld and the whole, which is German for the whole field, uh, sensory deprivation. So your senses are completely deprived, and you are nothing else to distract you. And that's the idea of also the Estes method is that there's nothing else to distract you. You're just listening through the static and saying what you hear, and even if it's not an entity coming through or a spirit or anything like that, the fact that you could have some kind of non-physical communication, I mean, I, I guess Wendy and I, we're, since we're talking over Google Meet right now, we're having non-physical communication. But the idea that it's not, like there's no way, there's no connection between the people talking to each other, that would, made it really exciting. Like, hey, we're we're seeing something here. You know, and that that happened with Scott was, under the Estes, at the Brumder Mansion, too. Like, he would answer some questions we were asking, where there's no way he can hear it. And uh, so that made me excited to explore those things more and spend more time at the Brumder Mansion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then, you know, then we... In October, we did a great Halloween show at the Crystal Grand Theater. Who had sponsored that acoustic show that uh, where we just wrote, rec- you know, we we performed, recorded, edited, and showed that all over the earlier May. On uh, October, we got to open up for a band called the Gin Blossoms and uh, Fastball. And um, first of all, those guys couldn't have been nicer. Oh yeah, which really got really nice guys and
0: great performers. Obviously, they have. Yeah, tons of experience and they're really talented and it was just so much fun to see professionals uh doing their thing
1: <laughs> yes and, and and so those um those things were really exciting uh, that that show was really great and just talking to them about music and stuff like that and their experiences mm-hmm. i think the you know the um the one thing is the lead the lead guy in fastball the, the one thing he said that stuck with me i mean we were talking about Ronnie James Dio and Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and stuff for a while. But the one thing that we, you know, that he said that I thought was interesting, he was just like, well, you know, um, and, and sometimes I think it's because Wendy and I have had some good shows, you know, and everything, but we're at the level we're at and we're, we're doing our best and we're having fun and we're playing for people and it, it's still great and we're still all enjoying playing this music 25 years after we first shared a stage. And so that, it, it, I, know it's, I know that's lucky, but a lot of shows are still very hard or you're competing <laughs> with stuff or there's hardly anybody there. You're doing the whole thing, right? It's not some kind of rock star dream, um, but it's still fun. And so the no. guys from Fastball, really, he's just like, oh, he's like, that's awesome. You're together. You're playing your original songs. You're doing those things. And he goes, this is exactly, he does, he's, like, he's like, there's a crowd here um, I'm able to do, and they were flown in for the show and stuff. So he's like, we're able to, we're able to be flown in and play in Wisconsin instead of just in Texas where they're from. He's like, we're able to play here because um, we got lucky, You know, we got really lucky with an album that did really well twenty some years ago, and he goes off that we can, you know, tour and live on it and all those kind of things. And he's like, but we'd still be doing that same thing even if that album didn't happen, even if we didn't get lucky in that album. And he's like, you, you, you know, the important thing is if you're having fun and keep on doing what you're doing, he's like, that's the best thing you can ask for because there's a lot of people who you think are extraordinarily successful who aren't even happy uh, doing those yeah, things. Yeah, it's true. And um, that just I just took it. I was like, okay, I'll take, you know, yeah. it's a piece of advice coming from somebody, obviously, who's got a, at least a decade on us, but also has been around, has been where, I mean, the last of kind of MTV popularity you know right right in the, at the end of the 90s where you could have a song on MTV and or, a it, or a radio hit or radio hit right and it would catapult you somewhere where it doesn't have to be something you know huge or YouTube YouTube viral you know or something <laughs> right. and so it just was an interesting phrase it just, it just felt like okay well maybe we you know even though uh, sometimes driving in the middle of the night or playing for six people in some basement for free beer, does um, make you uh, question your decisions you've made in your life. Um, it, it just made you realize how lucky we are to be able to still do the things we are, have an expanding audience, have a community, and all those kind of things, and, and, and how important that is to, to do that, to be able to do what we want. And so yep. that was a really good lesson, I think, for me, at least.
0: It was it was a
1: great experience. And the guys
0: that we shared the dressing room with was fastball and they were just cool. They didn't, you know, sometimes
1: the, the, they weren't like, get out of the dressing room.
0: Yeah. The bigger bands can be a little like snooty to the locals sometimes, but yeah, get out there was out none dressing of room. that. So, so yeah, props to I them.
1: Mean, <laughs> we found that even though with that band granddad or whatever at, uh. Summerfest this year when they took over our dressing room, everybody was really nice. They're so like, oh, you done yeah. in here? To you get your clothes on? Are you?" Where other people right. might have been like, "Hey, three o'clock." They said it's done. <laughs> you know, they, they said I'm in. Um, so it, it's nice when people actually act like human beings too. Right.
0: Such as because it's such a, like it such a small thing, but yet we've experienced. Right. It's it, it's otherwise
1: a, a small thing to ask, but it just doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. often enough. Yes. Often enough. So, I mean, we talk about positive things that happened or positive things we took from this. I think, number one, the, the Patreon community uh, and the people who would tune into Thirsty Thursday or Paranormal Tuesday and just kept on paying attention and kept on hanging out. That really meant a lot. and It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The new friends we made from online things from the Sage Paracon yeah. or the Milwaukee Paracon and, and things, that um, meant a lot, you know? Yeah. And so the positive things were meeting some new people and uh, learning a lot about, um, well, like when when you're faced with adversity, what are we going to do? Let's sit down and um, let's make something happen. Yeah. Uh, and being able to find that in ourselves, I found that was uh, a positive as well. Yeah. I
0: think, you know, and then also just skill development, like the getting better at broadcasting online and getting better at um, doing the live casts as well as recording ourselves individually. Right. That's never been, you know something that we've had a lot of time to, to specifically work on. So that, and then, you know, I took some of the extra time to work on my own, like development as a performer, as a player, just sure. more time to practice instruments. So those are things that came out of it that were positive, but definitely I think Mike, you, you nailed it with the um, relationships and friendships with people that, you know, either getting to know people better that we already knew or meeting new friends in a really strange, weird way. <laughs> Right. But it's kind of a, a bond that we're we're going to have now <laughs> forever.
1: So Yeah. That
0: was that well, was a good thing to come out of
1: it. Yeah, I mean some things like we saw these people at uh, you know the paranormal conventions that we had only seen online. It was like, "Oh, I already knew them." Because totally. We'd spent time like and uh, you see their updates and things like that and you communicate on the internet. You're like, "Okay, well, I it wasn't like seeing somebody and being, "Oh, and what do you do again?" So I thought that was that was a really powerful thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting that we're we're kind of getting back into a slightly more normal way of things again. And yeah. I'm looking forward to releasing some more episodes and doing a little bit more of paranormal exploration. There's so many leads that we have and things that we need to go check out and things that we want to do, like, like we've been talking about with the Estes thing and, you know, other types of investigations. Um, so I think we've got a lot ahead of us here in 2022.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, You know, and even uh, we're going to get one more episode out for you before the end of the year. Um, and about something that's near, near, (laughs) to us, but also near and dear, uh, to us that I think is gonna be fun doing. And so, and then as we get into 2022, uh, we're gonna have some new episodes and new things to talk about. And so that's going to be a a great chance for that. And then some new music, obviously we're going to the recording studio. And so we're going to be, uh, releasing a new album in 2022 as well and getting back and playing shows and all those kind of things. So... Yes. Yeah, we just want to we just want to hang out, and if you want to learn about all of those things, and if you want to, if it's if you're like, hey, all I had we you were just on my podcast feed, and so I didn't even know you were still alive. Like, <laughs> if you would want to know regularly what we're up to, how would uh, we be able to do that?
0: Oh, there's there's a number of ways you can do that. You can join the Sunspot newsletter email list at sunspotmusic.com, and you'll get a monthly update of everything related to sunspot see you on the other side all the live events and things upcoming so i'd recommend that you can follow us on twitter at sunspot music or if you want to check out all the episodes and the show notes and everything from all of like the 300 almost 300 episodes we have othersidepodcast.com is your source for everything and you'll find the links to sunspot and all the rest there as well
1: yeah so really keep in touch and that kind of thing because um 2022 we're gonna have a whole bunch of new paranormal content and music and video stuff for you that we can't wait to do um yes and so yeah we're going uh full force into this next year and this is the, the now we're in the third decade of the 21st century um so I, I, I mean the future's <laughs> here guys like that's it like it's we're past the year that Blade Runner was supposed to have happened so the future is here and it's not quite what anybody expected, right? But that doesn't not mean you exactly. still can't have a good time and still yes. can't explore these these concepts that are fascinating uh, through the lens of interviews and discussion, as well as art and music. Yeah,
0: and thanks for sticking with us. If you did. If you're new and you never heard us before, we're happy to meet you. Please join the fold, come and say hi to us on uh, Facebook or anywhere on online on socials. And we will look forward to all that is to come. That it? Yeah. I
1: think that was a good. <sniffs>
0: oh, that
1: was a stinky one.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, nasty. <laughs>